So for the longest time, I didn't know that you could have a love story without having a love triangle. Even when I grew up and I would have my own love story, and I was like, hey, wait, where's the third person? That's so <laughs> how, how is this going to work? <laughs> Unless two people are crazy about me. You're like, oh, it doesn't feel right if there's no third person. <laughs> I know. Where is this other person brooding over me? Where is this person? Yeah. Well, jokes aside, but that was truth. It's not a joke. I actually believe that all love stories are love triangles thanks to most of the Indian movies. That funny person, ladies and gentlemen, is your host, <laughs> me. And for me, a love triangle was always stressful to watch because love triangle, obviously, there's always this one person, whether it's a man or a woman, who loves one person more than the other person loves back. So for me, it's, it was always like, I would just literally scream at the screen going, oh, move on, you know, he or she doesn't love you anymore. Or so I would literally be like, oh my God, so stressed. I would want to like shake that person and be like, move on. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, that reason of voice is your host number two, Flo. Hi and welcome to Movie Vala Podcast. Today we are talking about Andaz. It came out in 1949. The Prime Minister of India was Jawaharlal Nehru. The director and producer of Andaz was Mehmood Khan. The music was by Noshar. Actors were Nargis, Dilip Kumar and Raj Kapoor. So the story is about Nina, played by Nargis, who is this spoiled daughter of a businessman. And she is in love with a guy and they're about to get married. But she also is friends with another guy. It's a platonic friendship and the story is about, you know, what happens when she gets married and what happens to the other guy that she left behind that she's friends with. Can she still be friends with him after she's married? So this movie came out two years after independence. Firstly, let that sink in. Like, that's crazy. It's 2019 and this came out in 1949. I am blown away just by the fact that we have, we all have been alive for this long. I don't know what I was expecting. We have not been personally been alive, but... <laughs> <laughs> like, the human mankind, like, India has been free for that long and all that stuff. But the movie, uh, I was reading that that year, in 1949, this was the highest grossing movie until the same year, another movie of uh, Raj Kapoor and Nargis came out, which was Barsat, which overtook this. So, and this is a movie which I've heard over and over again, people refer to as one of those cult love stories, which became super popular. And I had not seen it before today. And somehow, even though I'd heard about it, but you know, like, there are so many movies out there and I would like to believe I've seen a lot of them, but... I am surprised that you haven't seen it because uh, for me, in my head, you've seen all the movies <laughs> that India has produced. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was true, but no, I hadn't and I hadn't, but I heard a lot about it. So when, you know, we were doing the season and we had to pick, I was like, yeah, let's, this is a good reason. Like I feel our uh, podcast is going to make me watch a lot of movies that are left behind, so... <laughs> That's good. How about you? Did you ha- Had you heard of the movie before? I'd heard of the movie, but I'd never bothered to watch it. I think that because, you know, black and white movies, I love them. But, you know, you need to be in a specific headspace to watch it. So I've never even, like, planned on watching it. So I, like you, watched it just for the podcast. Yeah. So I had I knew nothing about the movie except the cast. And, yeah. So it was kind of good because most of the movies that we talk about, you know, we'll have some idea. We'll at least know the songs or, you know, something like that. This was completely, you know, I had 
I had no idea. So it was interesting to jump into something. And- exactly same. I echo the exact same thoughts. So it was good to see that. And also, you know, just to see young Nargis and young Dilip Kumar and young Raj Kapoor. Yes. It was just like, I think these guys naturally haven't made it big yet. They were popular upcoming stars of the movies. But, you know, just to see all of them together. And I was like, wow, they're so young. And they had their moments, right? The the writing had supported them at different points in the script. So you see them shine at different parts. And at no point do you feel like, oh, who are these people? Like you can tell that, okay, yeah, these people are going to make it big eventually. Yes, that's exactly my thought because when I was watching it right from the first scene when they showed Dilip Kumar, like I had to ask my husband five times, are you sure this is Dilip Kumar? Because I've never seen such a young Dilip Kumar and he's actually good looking because my Dilip Kumar in my head is always like the 60s, you know. I mean, yeah, but this Dilip Kumar is oh my God. And even Nargis and Raj Kapoor, oh gosh. And then it made me sad because I was like, oh my God, they were all young ones. What is life? I've got all philosophical. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Oh my God, same here. Whenever I look at these younger, you know, movies where these stars were younger, I was like, oh my, and then I've seen them grow old, right? Like old and frail and like Dilip Kumar is now in his 90s. And now I have that image as well. And I have this image as well, like he's still alive. And I'm like, we all are going to get old and we all are going to die. Okay, this episode took a dark turn. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's get back to the movies. So, okay, like this is the only movie in which Raj Kapoor and Dilip Kumar had ever worked together. They had not worked before this and after this. In fact, when Raj Kapoor was making the movie Sangam, he uh, eventually the character role was played by Rajen Kumar, which, you know, it became a super duper hit, that movie. But... Raj Kapoor had gone to Dilip Kumar and asked him to be part of that movie. And he he had offered both the roles, like the role which Raj Kapoor plays and the Rajin Kumar plays. He just took the script to him and he said, you pick, you decide which one you want to play and I'll play the other one. But I just want you to be part of this movie. And I think it was he was working and he didn't have like... He had become a, they both had become a big stars, like how, you know, you can't make Amir and Shah Rukh and Salman act together. I think the same thing, they couldn't make it work eventually. Oh, wow. So this was the only movie which they had worked on. So yeah, that's that. Little bit of trivia. All right. So what did you think about the setting, you know, like how the family's shown the girl and she's a billionaire in 1949. Like, how crazy is that? She's a billionaire in 1949. Like, crazy. I know. Yeah. So, for me, uh, the first scene starts with Nargis, right? They introduce her. And, you know, she's this rich uh, daughter and uh, of a businessman. So, she is shown riding, going for, getting ready to go riding. And she has this outfit on, like, the proper riding outfit with riding boots. Oh, my God. It's so chic, you know? And the... The riding Jodhpurs. Yeah. Oh my God. I was like, oh, so perfect. So it just starts with this amazing feel. Like, you know where the movie is going to go. Uh, you know, because it's about this rich socialite. So it started well. Yeah. I felt even the architecture, right? The decor of the place. Like, you can tell the lobbies of five-star hotels aren't as big as their home was. Yeah. And even the, you know, the chair her father's sitting on while reading the newspaper, her bed when she's having the bed tea, 
and the look the tall windows and the curtains flowing everything you could tell like they had done justice they're trying to show a billionaire back then and the house and the lifestyle it was completely doing justice right. to it I was like yes this babe is rich right even her birthday when dilip kumar comes to see her to wish her that decor also was so well done so beautifully classily done you know just lights on the tree and they were also all waltzing was like and she was dancing with her uncle right because she says uncle i have to go so as like my uncle doesn't know how to waltz like how does her, her uncle everything was so graceful and elegant yeah exactly i think i had read that this was one of the first movies that had uh, depicted a modern india versus always showing the socialist or a you know very downtrodden poor india or even like the rural india or even when they show mumbai they're showing like the you know people who are poor or working class and all of that this was the first time when uh, you know the the, the right chance of yash <laughs> not yeah what is karan johar and all of these people they they like this was way before karan johar yeah. new right chance and all that was people this was the society's creme de la creme the 0.1% of indian <laughs> economy so this was like all first uh, how we get introduced right and we already started talking about fashion so let's just i just wanted to address i even liked her high waist wide leg pants that she's eventually wearing with her friends and that peephole blouse that she's continuously yes. worn with her saree screenshot <laughs> yeah you took a screenshot to show to your tailor <laughs> Yeah, Taylor, and also I was like, maybe Instagram as well, like maybe on the stories, because people need to see it. I have never seen such a beautiful blouse even now. Now we have amazing blouses, but that is just beautiful. <laughs> that blouse, but it repeats that blouse as well. So I think people should notice it when they watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, and we already talked, spoke about the interior. There's this one room where her father sits, and it had all like brickwork interior in. Like inside the house, there was all brickwork, open spaces, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Even in a black and white uh, frame, I could tell this house is beautiful. And it's surprising because it's the same director who directed uh, Mother India as well. Yeah, you know, to see this um, two different Indias and. it's the same director and you know he's portrayed it so well because even mother india it's it's a little village in rural india and even there you know he just he does justice to the way he's shown the house and everything and here as well that is that's interesting yeah oh and about fashion did you notice the notice her monogram the you know like the dressing gown bathrobe yeah what's oh, so classy like it just has n and that stylish monogram oh mm-hmm. yeah amazing yeah I agree. I mean, she was rich, man. Like she was richer than George Bezos today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so now, like naturally, we've spoken about Nargis, Nargis, Nargis. She's, you know, I don't think if you've if you've heard our uh, Mother India episode, then you know, you know, she is one of the most celebrated actresses. She's mother of Sanjay Dutt, wife of Sunil Dutt, but she was way popular than any of them put together. in her time and uh, this was this but this is not when she had you know this was one of the movies which made her a star she wasn't yet a star in 1949 none of these people were st- still like a big movie star so raj kapoor enters the frame 40 minutes after the movie has started so the first 40 minutes the movie is all about dilip kumar and nargis and that's when uh, you know i was like continuously looking at the frame i was like 
he's still not here. He's still not here. He's still not. I mean, you know, you have to be like, okay, that's how secure they were. That's how fine they were. Like, that's fine. But then you realize they balance it. Like the last hour of the movie, then you don't see Dilip Kumar. So there's like a good balance of the two things. But um, but I did want to talk about something. What did you think about her? Like the way Nargis is shown. Like, you know, the so we already spoke about their economic status. But what do you think about the way her father treats her as a woman in the era of our Me Too era? And uh, like, there's no Me Too era with the father. But I'm just saying, like, how do you think? How What did you feel about the character and how it was written? Okay, so I'll talk about Nargis's character and then I'll talk about the dad later. So Nargis's character, I thought, was very refreshing for 1949 because me as a woman in 1949, when I see some, when I would have seen somebody like that, I would have been like, because she's feisty, right? And, you know, I like to like question things and all that. So I would have been able to relate to that person in 1949, maybe not now, but then, you know, so I think it was, maybe it was refreshing for that time. She is independent to an extent where you know even when her father says that you know the society will not look at your friendship with them the same way you know he kind of keeps saying that to her but she's like no you know I'm fine you know why do you always think that she even says that you know or you're talking like uh, you know you've you've gone back like 200 years I was like I just laughed out loud when she says that (laughs) because it's 1949 and she says that she says 150 years years. (laughs) she's like you know she tells her dad that oh my god you're so old fashioned you know we I can still be friends with this guy you know I don't care what society thinks she keeps saying that a lot so that way I thought it was well written you know for her but for the dad I feel like you know he they could have maybe uh, written the dialogue a little better where it's kind of where I would not be offended you know this was written in a way where I don't know it just he just keeps blaming her almost kind of you know what the society will think so if maybe they had worded it better I would have been like okay I get what he's saying I get where he's coming from does it make sense yeah yeah it makes sense because the way he keeps telling her that I'm saying it in a nice way but he kind of says it in a way where it's like like, why would you say that way you know so I'm not able to like empathize with because otherwise normally I'm like okay I see where he's coming from but here I was like oh you're being too rude too harsh kind of thing I I feel like to to express myself I probably need to give more context to people who are listening so Okay, let's just rewind a little bit. The story is about two guys. One is a platonic friendship, which is Dilip Kumar. And she is already in love with Raj Kapoor. And, you know, they tell us how she fell in love and blah, blah, blah. And now there's a situation where she continues to be friends and continues to have this relationship, which eventually she gets married and she has a kid. And we see all of that. None of this is like a spoiler or anything if you plan to watch it, the movie. And this is happening, right? And now how Flo said, like this... Nargis's character is written as an independent, feisty woman. She has a brain of her own. She stands up, but she doesn't like, she's not rebelling against anybody. She's just, she's just being herself uh, without having to like kind of fight her way. So that like her father's given her enough independence to express herself and he doesn't like kind of rule her life all the time. So all of these are like, okay, good things, right? But I feel The whole movie, the way it ends, I felt like her character was written in a way where they show us, they they show us the progressive women and then they tell us that if you are this woman, this is how your life will end. So I felt like they, they, they build it up. They showed us this whole modern India, progressive India, Nargis being herself. And then eventually the way movie ends and even the message, the dialogues Nargis says in the end, and I'm not disclosing any of that because people should watch it if they plan 
plan to watch it. This is what all the meat of the movie is. But the way it ends and the way the, how you said the writing is, they kind of take a complete U-turn and come back and say that, okay, so this, this, this was Nargis and all of this is wrong. And that's why this is how it ended. So the whole, the blame of everything is lying on her. And by the end, she is accepting it as her blame. Mm. You know, she's saying, she's like, no, none of you are to be blamed. This was all my fault. I should have never been friends with him as my father had said. And I was like, what the F? Like, this was such a, like, mind F. Like, I seriously was so mad by the end. And like, my husband was watching with me. And the usually how he watches is like, he's doing his own thing. And, you know, I'm watching. And then every time something like crazy like this, like a dialogue will come up, he'll look up and he's like, what? And then I'm like, what? Exactly. And I was like, exactly. Like, what is going on? So I felt this was a very cop-out attempt. Forget even cop-out. It was outright like doing disservice. Because you are actually giving out a wrong message. You show this, you know, how you said you would relate to her. But then- uh, if you were born in 1947... And by the end, you'll be like, oh, oh. Maybe I should not be like that because I'll be there <laughs> if I did that. Exactly. So going back to what I was trying to say. So that was the beginning. But as the movie progressed, Nargis's character becomes more and more the typical submissive woman who takes in, you know, everything and goes with the flow of the society. So she turns into that, which I was not a fan of. I wish she had just continued, you know, to be the same person that she was before she was married and, you know, things like that. So, yeah, it just went, the character uh, thing just went down. Yeah, they just went down. Yeah. Because all the conflict was still good. You know, the conflict of uh, the husband and wife, the marital, you know, uh, problems that happens when, you know, when the husband is not so secure and with his wife being friends with someone and then it kind of took a very a very I don't know very surprising random turn happened it was going so well they were balancing it out well you know and then it just kind of became like a towards the end all the relationships and everything became sort of I don't know messed up and the storyline didn't make any sense anymore it wasn't the same story that I was following you know yeah (laughs) yeah I I agree Uh, by the end I was just like okay this is just uh rich people's problems you know, it, you couldn't relate to it on a level where, okay, here's this woman, like we said, we've been going on saying she's super rich, super rich. All the wealth her father's left to her, she decides to do nothing with it. She's not taking any economic independence. I was like, if I was that rich and my father left me that much money, I would be like, look, I don't need to get married to anybody right now. I'm going to go travel. I'm going to make like build this empire. I don't know, do something with it. Fine. Like even if I don't want to impose my... Uh, beliefs of what I would do with the money on her even then I feel like she does not make use like privilege right she's not taking like she's so privileged that she's blinded that she even has that privilege so it's just you don't relate to her in any way because at the end it just becomes rich people's stupid problems like it was not even a problem that's exactly what I'm trying to say you know the friendship that she has with Dilip Kumar is not a problem I can see that it could be a problem for the husband So they could have taken the story from there 
Why was why was he living in their house? And why was she away from the city for two years? Like she was guilty of something, you know. Like she was just friends with them. So I don't know what happened. What happened? It was so random. And by the end, in the beginning, when they introduced Raj Kapoor, he's this jovial, happy-go-lucky, funny guy who's like you know, just lives in the moment kind of a person. And by the end, he's just a narcissist prick. He's just like. The world rotates around him, and dude, why are they living at her place? Like, if he has, I didn't understand any dynamics, right? Like, I'm fine if they decide to live in her place because she has to take care of the business or something. I would understand that she is not even doing that. So basically, he's living with her, which is fine. Then why is Dilip Kumar living in that house? Like, why does he need to live in that house to manage yeah. the business? That doesn't make any sense. Half the things, and they all talk to each other in riddles. Like, you know, the first half of the movie. when uh, dilip kumar is kind of trying to express his love and she is kind of trying to say she loves somebody else they are talking in this shy shero shairi her friend also she also starts talking in riddles i'm like what is going on <laughs> and her friend if her friend knew that uh, nargis already likes somebody else then why wouldn't she kind of you know my friends would tell the guy if my if a guy was interested and my friends knew i have a boyfriend they'd be like dude she has he she has a boyfriend Yeah. An hour into the movie I was still invested. I wanted to know okay what happens? How does this unravel? But midway through the movie I lost complete interest in all of their lives. That's exactly how I felt. You know because I, like I said the story is really good about this woman who's married and who also has friends with someone else and you know so it's it's amazing for 49. And then it just took a deep dive where I was like what is going on? <laughs> Yeah, I think this is the first black and white movie that we are talking about and we are saying we didn't like yeah. it. Because so far all the movies we've spoken about <laughs> they all have been <laughs> good. We've been calling them progressive and comparing it to 80s movies and we are like wow, what happened to India in the 70s and 80s, you know? But so this started with good intentions, I think. You know, where they wanted to write this independent women and you know, they wanted to show that man and women what happens when they're friends and they're also married. But I think it just got yeah, it just God. Oh, writing was so bad. Yeah. yeah. So bad. All right, let's quickly just uh I know I mean, uh we'd always talk about music, but this was the first time that A I didn't know any of the songs at all and B even when I did listen to them, uh, they all sounded the same and I couldn't <laughs> differentiate one from the other. Couldn't have said it better and I was hoping that I'll know at least one song so every time there would be a song beginning I would be like okay maybe I know this song maybe I'll know this song but none of the songs made any uh, yeah I had no recollection of any song <laughs> and the mo- the music was very forgettable the yeah everything was very like very very forgettable yeah so I actually have absolutely zero notes about music or the lyrics which i usually do because nothing resonated with and me and also you know one more thing my husband noticed was he he wasn't watching it fully he was just sitting there and he could hear my dialogues right so he was just like peeping in and out while same <laughs> yeah and so there was this one dialogue where dilip kumar says that he is from africa i don't know if you noticed that yeah oh my god i've written it as a mentiad so he says he's from africa and she starts laughing that is okay because it's kind of surprising that oh you know when somebody says i grew up in africa you'll be like oh you look indian so you know it's kind of funny that's okay yeah but and then uh, he says so why so you must be thinking that why i don't look like a gorilla i'm like gorilla i know i wrote that too 
This is the reason why we cannot even recommend Hindi movies to anyone else. Maybe they should cut these scenes out and you know re-release it or something. At least we can recommend these movies to people. But when there's something like this, and this is like five minutes into the movie, so people watching uh-huh. it now, even if you recommend it to non-Indians, like what will they? What do they take out of this? Right? No, but that's fine, right? Like I'm fine with that because I would not. I'm not. Uh, if I'm recommending a movie, like I think we've over and over again emphasized that. even when we like 80s movies or we like sharukh's movies or we like any movies we are not acts, we are addressing things which were wrong and still saying that you know this was where our society was this is where we were as human beings and this is how we've evolved i'm fine with seeing the evolution i don't have a problem uh, accepting that i was a different person back then and you know we we spoke about 100 days and be like you know we used to like this movie what happened or you know anything else that we've addressed that we liked and then i also stand by you know loving ddlj or loving hamapke kon yes they are not perfect and yes i i can recognize how everything is always about men in hindi movies is always but that doesn't mean i'm going to like let go of all my memories and just erase everything from my brain right personally i feel we are we are acknowledging what was wrong but If you enjoy like there are inappropriate jokes but you still laugh at them right you know that you're not supposed to laugh at something but if it is funny you're like okay i know this is wrong so i think it is more important to know that you're doing something wrong and actively try to change yourself than just be like okay let's press a delete I, what i'm not fine is when they try to remake judwa and then they make a judwa 2 and it's exactly the same that is what i'm not fine with how is this better yeah. oh my god i saw it and i was like oh my god cringe i agree all right so yeah i think in uh, we've already like we usually talk about scenes but you've already mentioned a lot of scenes one is like what you just said i had that on my list like africa uh, dilip kumar coming from africa and i also already spoke about the father being conservative and progressive at the same time which could have been a very meaningful scene but it ended up being like super crass and then all the the shero shairi way they talk to each other is like can you just talk in normal sentences so that you don't miscommunicate your feelings to the other person <laughs> yeah the only other thing i've written and we haven't spoken is like you know there's like a uh, badminton was like a national movie sport <laughs> of hindi movies <laughs> yes <laughs> i don't know so many people played badminton until i see hindi movies and i'm like oh my god everybody played badminton even i played badminton but i didn't realize like yeah and we've had songs also right while playing badminton <laughs> yeah ढल गया दिन टक Oh God, we hadn't sung in this episode, so it had to be yeah. done. All right, let's quickly go to acting. We already said like we had these were the bright brightest stars, but this was probably not the brightest of the films that they worked in. But you could still still see them shine. You know that is when you know they're stars. They're going to be stars because you could still even with this bad writing and story uh, storyline, you could still. say that you know they have the spark in them each one of them actually and dilip kumar i never i know people keep saying that sharukh kind of tries to imitate dilip kumar and i would be like no as, that's me as a sharukh fan i'm like no it <laughs> does not you know but i saw this and i'm like oh my god sharukh does a lot of things that dilip kumar does but he kind of exaggerates you know all the body language <laughs> and everything that's the only difference but dilip kumar when he does it he just does it very naturally because he's a good actor because that's his style yeah, that's him you know and sharukh is just trying to you know do his style and there are a lot of things that i noticed about dilip kumar when i was like wow you know so many things i see sharukh 
Farooq that the way he always has his hands in his pockets, right? Like both his hands in his pockets. Mm. That's something that Farooq does. So yeah, so that was interesting. I was like, oh yeah, people are right. <laughs> Because I would always say no. There's no connection between Dilip Kumar and Shah Rukh. Oh yeah, no. There definitely is. Personally, you know, I I like all of these actors. I've no, I you know, I've liked all of their work. Like my my husband's not a big fan of Raj Kapoor. He keeps saying like Raj Kapoor is so gimmicky or blah blah blah. I'm like, but he hasn't seen the movies that uh, I advocate for. Like you know, the one I told you about. uh with wahida rehman by basu bhattacharya which uh teesri kasam and i i love that movie it's such a beautiful beautiful movie i you know i love that movie anyways so there are work which uh, raj kapoor has done which i completely absolutely love but i feel this was dilip kumar's movie although he is known as a tragic king and he is known as somebody who exaggerates the sadness of an emotion but i felt at least in this movie he did not exaggerate any of his sadness or emotions he had a complete uh, control over his body language his emotions were absolutely in uh sync with the scene as they were or as i would like them to be let's see my maybe you know i am not a very over dramatic person so i was just like but raj kapoor was like all over the place and especially because i didn't even understand the character's right. motivations you know why was he losing his uh and even in nargis case i think again because she lost me midway through the movie like i did not you know agree with her character arc So by the end when she's like I think she was doing a fab job acting was fine but I would say like I like Dilip Kumar the better in this movie um so yeah I liked all of them but uh, especially Dilip Kumar and Nargis I thought you know they were really good at it and especially Nargis like before she turns into this ugh, typical Indian woman uh I thought she was amazing in you know in playing this confident woman of the 40s you know like the post independent you know modern woman um yeah I thought she did a good job like even her body language the confidence and everything was just just amazing You know it's funny you say the modern woman because there's this towards the end Raj Kapoor is trying to diss Nargis and she calls he calls her modern modern society ki tasveer I I lost it at that point Can we talk about that snake snake scene oh. like that what the hell was that There was a snake actually that came up what happened so random So Nargis is trying to annoy Nargis right and in order to do that He's not letting her sleep because he's playing this instrument which brings snakes. And by the way, I don't think the new snakes can't listen, so I don't know what they were going on about. <laughs> and then the snake is there, and oh god, it was so annoying. I was after the intermission or the midway through the movie, I was eye rolling, and I had a problem with how the woman was shown. I had a problem with how the husband was being an asshole. I was. And how was that baby blonde with blue eyes and this like? I'm like okay. And then I was like okay, you know Raj Kapoor's genes. He could have had that baby, but totally. And okay. And another natural, you know, not to shame her as a bad mother or something. She has a house to take care of. She has a husband to take care of. She has a kid to take care of. But she's busy worrying about this lover that she, you know, it's been three years. And 
it's not like he's even bothering her, right? Like he's not even in his in her life. Yeah. It's not like they're constantly having to interact with each other or something like that. There's nothing. That's what I meant. The story, the writing was horrible. Like it didn't make any sense. And why is she even guilty? She's just friends with him. And she just goes on this whole thing about why do you want to disturb a marriage? Hello, she's not trying to do anything. <laughs> Exactly. He's gone ahead. Okay, so another like yeah, the the reason they keep fe- she feels is like if he gets married to her friend, then she, they, you know then everything will be perfect. I was like, dude, you can't force somebody to get married in order for you to feel better about your choice. <laughs> like how screwed up is this logic? I had a lot of problem with this love triangle, and like how you are like I. You know, it depends on the love story. Sometimes I'm the voice of reason and sometimes I'm just this person and I'm like, I don't care. I want these two people together and I don't care how that happens and I just want that to happen. <laughs> or, you know, I have taken a unanimous decision about who's right for whom and they need to just listen to me. <laughs> so anyways, but in this case, I felt there is no reason why she should go with Dilip Kumar versus Raj Kapoor. They both are perfectly decent men and if she chooses to go with one over the other, that's fine. <laughs> now just bloody move on that is the gist of my emotion about this <laughs> let's move on i was like he's not even trying to spoil your marriage right why are you even concerned about him now yeah i agree so my my issue right now would probably only be that this movie is still uh, spoken about as one of the classics and a cult classic of uh, you know romance and mentioned as one of the best works of Nargis and Mahmood Khan the director producer so i think the only reason i would mention it or we would include it in our series is because we thought it is going to have something and it was good like you we mentioned it was good until at least like one and a half hours maybe but then it just you guys will know what we mean when you watch the movie trust me you will know the exact point where you go down all right on that wonderful note do you have any last parting words uh, last parting words would be uh, this could have been a wonderful ride because it's always fun to go into a movie without knowing anything and then coming out like oh, wow that was actually amazing but this was no this was not <laughs> Yeah, same. Yeah, by the end of it I was just super mad and annoyed and this uh, this hyper opinionated woman in me was like bursting with all this energy to like kind of bring it out on the podcast. So yeah, that is that. I would not uh, recommend it unless somebody wants to kind of see what we mean, but If not and if you listen to our podcast this is enough this is the gist of the movie guys this is it if you want to watch a movie which is like can we mentioned uh, before when we started the episode she said you know it's 2 years after independence so if you just want to go back to that era and you know watch it maybe for an hour and a half to just get in taken all the like how india was and you know all the clothes and everything just go ahead but then after that just turn it off it's fine <laughs> but you know actually that is interesting because i always feel like you know the image in your head is like okay we got independence in 1947 so it must have taken us a while to build the country together but that was not the case like you know the reality is so different from my imagination because it's not like the britishers had let everything go and we were all on the streets and nothing was built so the infrastructure and the world was still running we just took over from the britishers and then started from there but in my head somehow i feel like the world started from 1947 <laughs> so i know it is not the case because india has been 
around for forever actually it's one of the oldest civilizations but yeah i know exactly what you mean <laughs> it's not like you know it was in shambles and we had to rebuild the country yeah yeah <laughs> all right guys looks like we will not shut up if we don't uh, like press stop so uh, i'll end this here and thank you so much for joining us we are so excited to be back and you can keep in touch with us on social media on twitter at moviewalapod and on instagram at moviewalapod podcast we will see you next monday bye bye